know what this is. A commercial? Right, and you know what that means. <gasps> Time for a snack? Wrong. I want you to do some heart-healthy exercise. Yes, you! Try some seated leg extensions right now. Just lift each leg up and extend it straight one at a time, six to eight times. I can do that. Yes, you can. Remember, every commercial is a chance to sneak in heart-healthy activity. Visit findexerciseanywhere.com and speak with your doctor to learn more about the risks of heart failure. Yesterday, several states, maybe even your state, had very, very important primaries during what I think is one of the most difficult times that I've ever seen to campaign. It is really, really hard to campaign and vote during this pandemic. But there were very important primaries in Detroit and St. Louis. And we had two really important victories and one heartbreaking defeat. And I want us to celebrate those victories and talk for a moment about that one defeat. Can't wait to share the good news, and we'll talk about the loss as well. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. I learned a long time ago that when you have a victory, if it's fighting for a policy, certainly if it's fighting for an election or a candidate, you have to celebrate it because the victories are few and far between. <laughs> a doubly so in 2020. Like, this year is so hard. And as difficult as it is, if we're not fighting tooth and nail for everything that we think we need from racial justice policies to criminal justice policies uh, to, to the candidates that we believe in. We're not fighting tooth and nail. There's no way we'll win. And in a lot of cases, including in one of the stories I'm about to share with you, even when we fight with our whole heart, you still might not win. Well, yesterday there were two huge victories. And the truth is, in Missouri, there were a lot of great victories yesterday. But there were two candidates that I've supported that we had here on the breakdown, both, both candidates, um, who won major races yesterday. I mean, historic races, and I am over-the-top happy. I want to talk about the, the historic victory of Cori Bush, who won in her race against Congressman Lacey Clay, it was the Democratic primary. There will be a general election in Missouri, but that seat is a Democratic stronghold. And winning the primary for that congressional primary in St. Louis basically guarantees that Cori Bush is, uh, is now going to be the congresswoman from St. Louis. It makes her, and this is disgusting, and in a lot of ways, I have friends who's, who've always taught me, Sean, Missouri is just northern Mississippi. It's just Mississippi, but a little bit north. That's all it is. Don't think of it any differently. Missouri has never elected a black woman to Congress, not to the House, not to the Senate. And uh, Cori Bush becomes the first black woman ever elected to Congress from the state of Missouri, the, the land of Dred Scott, uh, 
we when we think of the deep south we do think of mississippi and alabama but missouri is is really functionally de facto the deep south as well and for cory bush to win that congressional seat it means everything you you may have seen her in the netflix documentary knock down the house she was brilliant there this is her second time running for this congressional seat um She's my friend. She campaigned as hard as anybody in the country for Bernie Sanders. Um, And Bernie loves her and believes in her and supported her this time around as well. And I have to say, unless you're super involved in politics, it's hard to know this, but it is it is against the rules, the rules of politics. If you are in Congress, in the House or Senate, it is deeply frowned upon for you to endorse somebody that's running against the incumbent. And so when Bernie endorsed Cory Bush, who was running against Lacey Clay, who I cannot stand, who ran a campaign that was so unethical, so disgusting, so dirty, uh, I, I am glad that he lost. He, uh, he needed to lose, and, and lose he did. And um, I am furious over the nasty campaign tactics he used in desperation to defeat Cory Bush. But Cory's character, Cory's hard work and tenacity won out. And uh, I can't wait for her to be in Congress. She's, she's a registered nurse. Uh, she's, uh, she's been a pastor, a leader, and, um, and she's been a protester and demonstrator for the Black Lives Matter movement in, in St. Louis, in Missouri, uh, from early in Ferguson until now, and uh, having her elected to Congress is a huge deal. And uh, she's the type of person whose character won't change. She will be devoted to the people, and uh, she knows the people put her into office. And speaking of the people putting you into office, uh, another person that we had here on The Breakdown and on The Breakdown Live, which is tomorrow, uh, which is every Thursday at 3 p.m., and we'll be talking uh, live tomorrow uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern time at twitch.tv slash The Breakdown. Uh, I'll email you all about it and post it all over social media. But uh, Kim Gardner won as well, and uh, Kim Gardner was running. They call it circuit attorney, but it's just she is the district attorney of St. Louis, and she was running for re-election, and the literal... KKK, white supremacist, Donald Trump, Fox News, all did everything they could to stop her. Republicans even poured money into the campaign of her Democratic opponent, who was really just a Republican running for the Democratic seat anyway. And Kim Kim Gardner won uh, by 20 points, by 20 percent. And it was a blowout. It was a mandate. The people have spoken. And um, for our organization, Real Justice, it was just a major, major victory. And I'm super grateful and honored and excited that we backed her. Uh, Many of you donated money to her campaign. We raised nearly $250,000 for her campaign and over $250,000, I believe. And all of that was spent to help her win re-election Thank you to those of you who donated and supported her. 
Uh, so far, our organization, Real Justice, has never lost a re-election campaign. Um, and we're trying to keep it that way. Uh, there is power in being the incumbent. You have a position and a history. You become deeply familiar to the people. And uh, but we know that all of our incumbents, uh, Larry Krasner in Philadelphia is running for re-election. My friend uh, uh, Stephanie Morales has already uh, run and won uh, her re-election. And that race was very, very important. And so thank you to everybody who won in those places the ground game uh, for both of those candidates, Kim Gardner and Corey Bush, was amazing. Uh, people were smart and organized. Both of the candidates were brilliant, and I mean, that, that's where it really begins. But we had a brilliant candidate who was running to unseat the current district attorney in Detroit. And uh, we had Victoria Burton-Harris, who was so, so good, one of my favorite candidates for district attorney in the country. Uh, she ran against now a five-term incumbent, Kim Worthy, in Detroit, who has pretty much run the justice system in Detroit now, going back a generation, and uh, has done a horrible job at it. Kim Worthy just got reelected yesterday, and uh, I'm frustrated. I'm hurt. I take every loss personally, not just because I want to win, but we know the people and the candidates that we're fighting for, we know that they're fighting to change people's lives. And when our candidates lose, it, it crushes us because we know the impact it'll have on the community. We really wanted and needed Victoria to win that race. And I want to just unpack it for a quick moment because yesterday, Victoria won Election Day voting, which is a huge deal. And what that says to me is, is that young voters believed in her, first-time voters believed in her, and she won Election Day voting. But she lost early voting, and she lost it by a big margin. And the thing is, she got a ton. Victoria got a ton of early votes. And, and yet so many people voted early because of the pandemic that she still lost by a big enough margin with the early voting, that even though she won Election Day voting, she could not make up the difference that was made in early voting. And there, I just got off the phone with our staff at Real Justice, and one of the things that I, I think is a new rule for us, and has to be, we've learned, and we've learned the hard way, that if you lose early voting, if by and large you lose the race. And there are very, for us, for our races, it's always been that way. And when you get your ass handed to you in early voting, you lose. Just bottom line. You might lose the race by 500 votes, which we've done. We've lost a race by less than 100 votes. Or you may lose by thousands of votes. That you can, If you lose early voting, it is so hard to make up the gap on election day that from this point forward, we're just going to treat early voting like it's the campaign. Like that's the election. You win early voting, you win, bottom line. And um, we think and hope that Victoria, um, you know, I hope that she'll run again. Um, obviously, that's a few years from now, so she has work that she could do, and and, and we want her to do that work. But, um, you know, w what I know now is that it's going to take 
someone like her a few years to defeat the incumbent. Just like it took Cori Bush running twice to defeat Lacey Clay. It just took St. Louis a few years to get to know Cori Bush to say, yeah, that's who we want. And it's hard for voters to get to know you during the pandemic. And ultimately, it was almost as if voters just voted for the candidate they knew. They voted for Kim Worthy because they know her. She's been around now for 20 years. And her name has been on that ballot. This is the fifth, fifth election where her name has been there. And so it's just a familiar thing. And, and that's a powerful tool. So I'm, uh, I'm grateful and thankful to all of you who donated to Victoria's campaign, who volunteered for her. We did our very best, and we just couldn't bring it home. And uh, I mourn that defeat, but celebrate the victories. Now listen, if you go to makechangebook.com, I'm having online tour events all over the country. I'm speaking just to people from cities where we're doing small local events, city by city, all over the country, over 50 events. And I hope to see you there. Also, tomorrow um, at 3 p.m. Eastern time, we're hosting The Breakdown Live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash The Breakdown. And last but not least, we need your support. We need you to chip in at thenorthstar.com at patreon.com slash the breakdown. Become a monthly backer, a monthly donor to our work. If you love this podcast, if you love uh, any of our five podcast series that we have, if you love the work that we do, we need you to chip in and support it. The ads that we run here occasionally just aren't enough. We need the support of our people. So go to thenorthstar.com, go to patreon.com slash the breakdown and chip in today. Listen, I've got to run. Love and appreciate you all. If you haven't purchased my book, Make Change, please get it. Get the audio book on Audible and get the hardcover book anywhere books are sold. Take care, everybody. Break it down. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.